Hello, welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve, and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Why are you giggling? Because <laughs> for some reason you decided to start crying. Oh, is it super loud? Yeah, we can we can hear every knuckle oh, that you are cracking. I know. My mom used to always get mad at me for that, but <laughs> anyways, growing up, I've done it my whole life. There you oh. go. Okay. Yeah, just odd, because you, like, never do it. I always do it. Not on the podcast. I know. I'm feeling restless that's today. Okay. It's all good. So today, we are <laughs> going to uh, continue with our looking through different gospel uh, moments, gospel story moments that... Right. Uh, are recorded for us, and one that we skipped over earlier. And yet one of your favorites. And one of my favorites is is, uh, just looking at Jesus as a teenager, right? We have an account in Luke um, where um, it's kind of one story where it's just the only thing that we get about Jesus in that 12 to 30 yeah, ish. It's like the only really documentation right. we have on yeah, him. Yeah, the only story there. So the the, the reality is the parent child relationship um, is it's one of the first. Again, you're born. You, <laughs> you your parents are the first relationships you you understand and know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, until your parents die, you're that you are their child. That's right. Um, regardless of whether you have your own children in life or not, that is a relationship that marks us for usually much more than uh, your childhood, life, much more than your life than not. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you learn as a child, then you, you learn from children. If you've had children yes. as a parent, They're right? amazing continue, teachers. <laughs> they continue to teach you all the things that you thought you knew, but didn't really. Um, and, and even without, as I said, even without parents or children, um, there's principles in this story, uh, in this account of Jesus and how Mary and Joseph interact with him and what was going on that can help us learn um, how to how to do with this all well, this right. relational piece all well. Yeah. Um, so we're going to look yeah. at Luke chapter 2. Do you want to read uh, verse 41 to 50? To 50. Yeah. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group that they went a day's journey, but when they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. I can't imagine as a mom the <laughs> the sheer panic. I also I also I'm not judging Mary for her parenting, but yeah. I can't imagine going more than a day and not actually knowing I, that's where my what kid I was is. Say. In in our world today, the Amber Alert occurs <laughs> yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. Um, they were a day's journey away, right? A if whole you just day. if you just read this, yeah, they were a day's journey away. 
which means they had to go a day back. So it's two days. And then there was three days of searching. Oh, jeepers, five days. It could be up to five days, right? It, the, the language is a little, little ambiguous, a little unclear. Um, right. Three days of searching could have included the search on the, the road, but it could also just be three days of searching in Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder at this point if Mary's like, okay, God, you did not give him to me just to take him in as, as a child. Like, I'm yeah. sure that he's yeah. here somewhere. So Who knows? Here, uh, you, But here's the thing that everybody reads this yeah. and glosses over. So if your child yes. ditched on a trip <laughs> for five days, possibly. Well, there'd be a big grounding happening, but yes. Would you consider that sin? Because Jesus was sinless. So there's a disobedience of not going with his parents. But did his parents ever tell him to go with them? I, like, I don't know. They just and that's, this is one of those things that you just read and you're like, oh, I would be punishing my child. Punishing or disciplining? Discipline. Punishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but I think a but, lot of that comes out of the anger. Like yeah, the anger yeah. comes out of the angst. But here's this story where we've got Jesus doing his thing in the temple teaching, amazing the people with his wisdom and knowledge as a as a young boy. Yeah. And, and he didn't stay with his parents. He wasn't with the relatives. Um, they had to come back and do all the searching. And clearly we know that he is our sufficient sacrifice at the end of his life because there is no sin in him. So that he actually didn't do anything wrong here. Right. Which is a... I've never thought that he is, did something wrong. Which is an astounding thing when you think about... But if our kids do this... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say... That's a whole... Wait a second. What about when our kids decide to run away to the other end of the West Edmonton Mall to never be found again? Uh for all of our American listeners, the West Edmonton Mall was designed by the same man who designed the Mall of America, but he was yes. Canadian, so he made the Mall of uh, in Edmonton a little Canada, bit bigger, just a little bit bigger. But he made the parking lot bigger for the Mall of America, so the Mall of America can rightly claim that they're the larger one. Mm-hmm. But the West Edmonton Mall in Canada, at one point, was the bigger mall. Right, Very but great. I mean, is this just one of those things where? It's, did the child run away or did his parents leave without him? Like, uh, I mean, we used to leave my brother at church. (laughs) Not on purpose. It just would happen. Yeah. But was he teaching with wisdom? Uh, No. 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 So there's three days of searching. He had to, you know, and the answer that Jesus gives his parents is, hey, I got to do my father's will. And if I was Joseph, I'd be like, no, your father's will was that you be on that trip back home. (laughs) Was that I didn't just waste the last five days of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the parent-child conflict, uh, actually kind of unpacks pretty calm yeah. and peaceful. It does appear like, to be that what way. What were you doing? I was doing my father's will. Okay. Hello. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. And, and so what we need to understand in this is like we have these kind of cl- conflicts all the time, um, and they reveal the condition of our relationships and our hearts, right? Mm, so what did I say? One. I would want to punish child. Yes, well, you do. Because I would feel... Slighted. Slighted. (laughs) Whereas I would just be so worried, like they're dead in the ditch. Yeah, you think my child is gone, right? And my life is forever changed. And I assume like they've done this, like they on purpose. Yeah, they they were sitting around eating candies and laughing because they knew that we were coming back to find them. Like it's just where your brain, (laughs) where your brain goes. And and, no, it is not where most people's brain go. No, you to weird places. Oh, okay. I was like, "Mm." let me finish my sentences. Jeez. And then they, you know, it all reveals how that relationship between you and your child or your child, you as a child to the parent, um, you know, 
goes. Like, is mm-hmm. is there a, a, the ability to just have that conversation and work things out, or is it a totalitarianism from above or a disobedience from below, right? So somehow, and this is just the part that uh, is kind of mind-boggling to me at times, is somehow in the midst of all of this, uh, there was no real offense. So as we're supposed to honor our mother and father, this moment where Jesus does that, he's not contraventing that that command, right? Like he's, no. He's doing that correctly somehow. And this is where you get that, that idea that um, whenever God is asking you to do something specifically, uh, clearly that is not out of order, um, some of these other things fall into a lower priority because of what God's calling him, right? He has to be doing his father's work. So he's going to the temple to teach. Yeah, obviously here he's, means, his father, he's speaking of God, yeah, the father. Which means being on that trip was not... God the Father's will for him. The will. At, at that time. At, at that moment, right? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, but we're going to back up a little bit. We're going to go from verse 49 to 52. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Yeah, so we get this, uh, you know, Mary and Joseph come in and they're correcting, well, Mary specifically is correcting Jesus and 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 he responds by listening to what they have to say. Yep. Uh, not raising his voice, like he doesn't get upset, doesn't freak out. No, nobody Could you imagine seems, having a teenager nobody seems like to. That doesn't, yeah. um, when he wasn't understood, he was obedient and went home with them. Mm-hmm. And I love how it right. says, and Mary pondered up all these things in her heart. Yeah. Like as a mother, when your child is, yeah, you know, things like, are amicable between you guys, like there's what? really nothing better. Well, you could also read that like, what what did he do for all that time? What where time? Did he, where did he sleep? Where did he... He probably did he literally food? didn't leave the temple. Yeah, very possible, right? And then fourth thing that, uh, that kind of is obvious here is we get down to verse 52 and... Jesus from that moment forward, moment forward, is is growing in wisdom, right? Right. Um, and Teresa at the start said this is this is a story that I've always held as one of my f- more favorite things because as I became uh, a believer, and mm. you know, back in that day, it was always like, "What's your life verse?" And I'm oh, like, really? I'm like. I have no a idea. life first. I, I have no heard idea. That. Yeah. I have I have no idea what my life first is. So I started reading, and I got to this story, and I'm like, okay, well, by the time you get to the next time Jesus shows up, he's way older than I was as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And this one here, I'm like, okay, verse Luke two fifty two, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God and men. How do you pick that, just that's one? The, verse? That's the NIV thing, and, and I yeah. wanted my life to be patterned that way, right? You're growing in wisdom. What was the wisdom that he had? He was teaching the law in the temple, so I wanted to learn God's word. That's the wisdom. Stature right. is, well, you want to grow. You want to yeah. get bigger, stronger, faster, yes. all that kind of that stuff. That is the normal way of things. And then in favor with God and man. So yeah. you're working yeah. on your relationship with God first, people and then, second, yeah. right? And that was just, I carried that verse as kind of a guiding thing for quite some time, and then I got older and I realized, hmm. oh, I'm no like, longer 
Jesus achieved all of this and went to the cross. <laughs> and, I, and I'm <laughs> older now, so now what do I do? And I still don't really have one, and I just recently turned 50. So, you know, there you I go. I know, but I don't think you need to have one specific one. Yeah, I think so that I'm, carried you through, especially I, yeah. in your early... And I'm still trying to grow in wisdom. I'm trying <laughs> to shrink in stature. Yes. And oh, sorry. <laughs> you be so empathetic with that. Wow. Just, just emphasizing. Just yes. I know. I was just encouraging and you in and favor supporting with God you. And man, except for Teresa, unless I shrink in stature. <laughs> I was just being supportive. There honey. you go. So there's those things that as we look at him as as Jesus is being corrected, he takes a he takes a posture of uh, submissiveness and and willing to hear what they have to say. So he listens is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't try to defend himself or raise his voice is the second thing. Uh, third thing, even when they don't understand why he was doing what he was doing, he's obedient and mm-hmm. goes home with them because they have the position of authority and then he desires to grow in wisdom from there on. So I don't know if your kid's listening, that's what we're called to do. If you want to be like Jesus as you have a, have a disagreement with your parents, that's what we're called to do. You flip those things around and that's the same things that Mary and Joseph did, right? <coughs> they listened to what had to be said. Yeah. They didn't raise their voice. They, When they didn't understand, they tried to do this in a way that brought honor into the relationship. And then they desired to grow in wisdom. Right? You take that moment, you figure it yeah. out. So there's a lot Bring to kind of to unpack, but I think there's some other passages that'll help us. So okay. uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Yeah, so we have these family relationships and they're important to God. This is right right away you've got this, the first command that comes with a promise, that you're going to live a long, successful life. Yes. If you <clears throat> honor your parents. Mm-hmm. Now, some people So have, when does that stop? That's a good question. Mm. Um I mean, or does it? I'm 50 and I still have parents. You're in your 40s. You still have parents. I hope to have them for a very long time. Right. So then the question is probably not when we think <clears> it <throat> ends. Not when you move out. The dynamic changes. The re- right? Yes. And the relationship does when change. You, as... When you move out on your own as an adult and you're paying your own bills mm-hmm. and doing your own things, it's a different kind of way to honor. Right. Um, so, you know, you're not you know, show respect and all those kinds of things. We've got to figure these things out. And so the question of how becomes, I think it's three little things, and they're all big. They're, but they're, they're all big, three they're little, little They're little sentences, but they're things. big concepts, right? <laughs> um, to honor somebody is to always try to walk in a right relationship with them, yeah, right? So you're seeking definitely. forgiveness. When you've done something wrong or something's been done wrong, you got to get that sorted out. So it's a forgiveness and reconciliation kind of. I had a dream thing. about that last night, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, no, not like that specifically, but like, I was in a church, and I don't know. I said something, and then I ended up having to go in front of like the youth group and uh, no. just tell them I was out of line and that I was apologizing because the circle of offense. Um. What is it? The circle of amends should be as big as the circle of offense, or you know that saying. Anyways, it's just interesting. Yeah, it was so you, you dream about church discipline. I guess. Being exercised on you. On me. I don't know. <laughs> it, very, was, it was, it was very, interesting. Very, very odd. Uh, yeah, so we're going to seek that. But, it, I mean, the concept there is is the same thing, is we want to keep short accounts, particularly with yes. our parents. Yes. And parents to children, children to parents. Um, second thing is we want to love. 
right? Mm. Um, we're called, which isn't always easy, is it? No, because it, and okay, so as we talk our way through this, we totally get there are people out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you may not know who your parents are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, there's you yeah. may not. You may not have parents that agree with you in faith. They might be openly hostile. Uh, it could be really hard. You might have children who don't want anything to do with you, all of those kinds of things. We, we get all of that. There's circumstances. Um, just working through a story that paints the very clear picture of Jesus as a teenager with his mother and his stepdad, Step-dad right? Yeah. Like not his biological father, but his, and you'll notice that Joseph isn't doing any of the talking in when we were talking to Luke. It was Mary. Mary yeah. was dealing with her son. Mm. Not Joseph dealing with Mary's son. Right. And, and there's dynamics there. That's that forgiveness, reconciliation. That's working through in love um, and making sure that we actually tell them that we love yeah. them. Right? Yeah, communicate Communicating that. that. And then the third thing is to be quick to listen and try to understand. That's a hard right? one, actually. Lots of times we let people speak right. so that we can have our turn to speak. Without listening. Without listening. So yeah. we need to actually hear what people are saying. And understand, and there's, you know, in the parenting world and in, in, in hearing, you know, trying to communicate, that's a big deal is to stop and try to actually understand what the other person is saying. Uh, that's how I think we hold on to that commandment that comes with a promise, which is long life, right? And yeah. a measure of success in God's eyes. So one more, or actually a couple more, but yeah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Sure. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. What does the yeah. Greek word everything mean? Like, does it mean everything? I don't have it right in front of me right now, but... Like in absolutely everything? Because sometimes <laughs> parents are like a little ridiculous, right? Like, there are times when our oldest son would look at me and be like, Mom, you're being unreasonable. Yeah. And there's times where I was like, oh, actually, you know what? I am being unreasonable. I'm just about there. Um, okay. Parents, obey your children in everything. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a pastor, and uh, I do not ever claim to be a Greek scholar, but I have a <laughs> app on my iPad that lets me look up words. And, and this one all is... All things. All things, everything. So that's what it is. Here, let me see if I, this works. Good. We'll let... Uh, Strong's G thirty nine fifty six, pass, pass, pass. There you go. Strong's G thirty nine fifty six, pass. It's an adjective. Includes all forms of declensions. Each, every, any, all, the whole, everyone, Mm. all things, everything. everything. It is used one thousand two hundred and forty three times. In the New Testament or in the Bible as a whole? In the Bible as a whole, 748 is all, 170 is all things, 117 is every, 41 is all men, and the instances are less and less and less and less. So mm. all all things and every account for over a 1,000 of the 1,243 ah. uses. So in that, when they say obey in all things, it's, a, it's all things. we're pretty confident that it means all things. That's so hard, though, sometimes. like Yeah, it is. It is super hard, right? We're to obey the authority figures in our lives. Here's the thing where we go back to what happened in Luke. We're to obey the authority figures in our lives as long as we are not called to disobey what God is calling us to do. This right. Is, this yes. is where Jesus staying and teaching in the temple because he had to be about his father's will. 
was not like he was obeying God the Father. He was obeying the highest authority. That was his, right. Yes, so that, right, right, right. There's this thing. So he's obeying him and everything. Yeah, and and I mean, it takes discipline to obey, and you don't get to just say, "God told me to stay at the candy shop." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you got. God told a, me to go see a movie tonight. Yeah, guys. you got to have a real reason, <laughs> uh, a real purpose for all of these things, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, That's fair. Two more, real quick. Proverbs chapter fifteen, verse five. Yes, I forgot that I was still doing that, <laughs> so I'm not ready. You're still thinking about church discipline. I'm still thinking about church this, discipline. This could be the reason right here. Uh, Proverbs fifteen. Maybe you had a prophetic five. dream. I hope not. I mean, the, it was. I would go into the whole situation. Maybe, maybe the listeners are the youth group in this. But is, I will tell you later because it's not something I want to share. Not, it's not pack, I had a big worthy. disagreement with somebody. Right. Okay. Proverbs Anyways, 15, fifteen five. A fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. So, just so everyone knows, being called a fool is not. A good thing, <laughs> not in not any way, shape, or form. A good thing. Uh, the fool is the the negative example all throughout the proverbs, and so what? And why is why is that person be called a fool? Because they don't listen to their father's advice. Yeah, right. They choose to do their own thing, their own way. Maybe making the same mistakes that their father made when they could have avoided those things. Right, had a better measure of life because they actually had some some teaching that goes there. Now, that assumes mm-hmm. the father is giving you good advice, right? Right. It assumes that the father hopes for your best. So there is a measure of figuring out what is the right per- like what is the right thing to be listening to and how do we f- pro- focus this through, right? If you're trying to figure out how to raise your kids in faith and your father doesn't walk in faith, the advice he gives is not going to really be all that applicable. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to be able to figure these things out. And that's um, where the discernment and wisdom comes yeah. in. And then finally, let's look at Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. That's a hard one sometimes. Yeah. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. Yeah, so the whole idea here is that we accept wisdom of parents who have navigated life experiences before us, and we learn from them. We learn from the authorities that have been put in place before us because we should be putting them there because they have wisdom and experience, right? So when you think about, and this is, you know, in North America, we've got crazy I mean, it's everywhere in the world. You got crazy electoral systems. <laughs> I think that's everywhere. And people that get into leadership and you wonder, how did this happen? How did they get there? Well, it's because we forget that we should be looking at their experience and their competency. Like, mm. do they actually deserve to be there? Right. Should they actually have the place of authority in our lives to teach us, to lead us, and to guide us? Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. that's what they're supposed to be doing. That's right. what your pastors, wherever you go to church, that's what your pastors are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be teaching, leading, and guiding, and equipping you to do the work of the saints, right? Like, it's there's a role in all of this for us to learn from people who have walked farther along life, uh, and particularly for us as believers, to teach us how to navigate life in a way that brings glory and honor to Christ. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we need to look to those older and wiser folks who love Jesus and let them have opportunities to teach us. Right. So my challenge to everybody listening would be, who are those people for you? 
For some of you, it's going to be fantastic, and you're going to be able to say, my parents. Right. It's going to be easy. Clear. Some of you are going to have to go a little farther. Maybe it's siblings. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your uh, pastor at church. Maybe it's some, uh, you know, friends or family or whatever it might be. Right. But find those people who have navigated life, and when you're having a hard time and difficulty, seek the wisdom that they've already learned by going through whatever they've gone through and hear them. Take the time to listen to them to actually understand what they're talking about so that maybe you avoid some difficulties in your life because you've got that godly wisdom being poured into you. Yeah, that's great. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.